Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. It's episode three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's bloody magic. Uh, I didn't want to have to do that, but that is a legal requirement of everyone recording a podcast. When you get to the third episode, you have to sing Della Soul. That's just, uh, that's part of the law. Uh, that's the Podcast Act of 2006. You don't want to risk going against that. Exactly. When it was podcasts invent? Uh, I'm assuming with the advent of the iPod. Right. When? Uh, I don't know. I'm not an Apple historian. I didn't say you were, but you should. Fucking hell. Hey, motherfuckers. Why is uh, motherfucker shortened to mofo? Uh, because people are lazy. But there's no O in fucker. Well, no, but muffo doesn't really work. Mofu. Mofu. Yeah, you see, that, that sounds like some kind of martial art. Muppa. Muppa would work, but it's a bit too much like mother. Muppa fucker. Yeah, It'd be, yeah you'd, you'd end up with two fuckers. Nobody wants that. Hi, I'm Graham, and I'm here with my friend Adam. It's Two Star Podcast. It's episode three. Who'd have thought we'd live so long? Uh, well, I hoped I would. Be a bit disappointing if you, you know, it's only been a week or two. It's been uh, three. Three? Yeah. Jesus, we... time flies when you're having fun. Uh, I didn't have a lot of fun in that three weeks. Uh, probably why you know how long it was. Oh, that's true. Uh, we said we'd do it fortnightly, and it was a three-week gap, but fuck you, because the first one was only a week, so fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I can't, can't really disagree with that. Exactly. Uh, I don't have an agenda this week because I was busy and I didn't write one, but uh, what's been happening in the week? Adam, over to you, our current affairs correspondent. Well, I think probably the most significant event of the week was uh, Bernie Eccleston getting out of a bribery charge by bribing people. That is just bizarre, isn't it? The thing is, right, I understand that it's it's like under German law, you can basically buy your way out of a, a criminal charge as long as it's not considered serious enough that the judge thinks it would be a bit stupid if you bought your way out of it. Yeah. But the problem is, right, even if that's legal, they've got to have thought, hang on a minute, guys, this is a bribery trial. Probably best if we don't accept a large sum of money to make it go away. It might make it look like we're corrupt. Yeah, if it was murder or he had... Um shanked someone or something like that and he paid him money you think well fair enough but you can't just say well you you paid somebody a lot of money and you say well how about i pay you a lot of money as well and they say yes that seems perfectly fair yeah this is a good solution to the problem i think the dumbest part of it was that he then went and said that he was stupid for having done it because they were going to let him off anyway oh i saw that he said he was stupid i didn't see what his reasoning yeah, his, ba- his reasoning basically was that the judge pretty much said that I was going to get off anyway, so I don't really know why I did it. But, you know, it's only 60 million and I'm crazy old Bernie. Yeah, why do they have three months of trial before they went to the point of saying, yeah, okay, we're going to carry on this trial, or I'm rubbing my uh, thumb and forefinger together in a symbol of, give me 60 million euros. I think it was because apparently the guy that had brought the accusations against him, who was done for bribery before, um, decided that actually he wasn't all that enthusiastic about continuing the um, like case and kind of changed his mind on some of the evidence and probably got paid off by Bernie. Not that I'm in any way insinuating that he did that because that would be libelous. Well, no, I mean, it's on the record that he doesn't pay bribes. Or slanderous, actually. What's the difference? Uh, one's written, one's spoken. We'll write it down as well, just in case. Maybe okay. you've got both bases covered. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 there seems to have been some kind of, you know, well, maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. I won't, won't take him to court over it. Um, 
But either way, it's decidedly dodgy that he's just basically paid them off for 60 million quid. Have you heard what they're going to do with the money as well? Um, well, most of it's going to the Bavarian state, and then some of it's going to a charity for people or something. Well, he's now trying to get the money that's going to the Bavarian state to be spent on a racetrack. That's oh come on, you've got to admire the balls there, I and mean, that's just spectacular. Yeah, so he's gonna he's he's paid them off. He's got off the trial, and the money that he's paid them off with, he's gonna get another racetrack. <laughs> how how the, well? I mean, that's why he's still in charge. Well, not in charge, but that's why he's uh, doing so well at. How old is he now? 85? Are we allowed to say he'd done a bribe now or not? Well, technically, from what I understand, his payoff means that there is absolutely no insinuation of guilt whatsoever. It basically completely dismisses the case with prejudice. It's gone. It's done. No verdict of any kind was met. So, effectively, he is completely innocent of all charges. So it is libelous to say that he is a bribist, even though he bribed the state to get off away with it. Well, technically it wasn't a bribe, because that's the way the law works. Let's steer steer away from this, and we got in enough trouble with uh, last week uh, mentioning the Scottish tradition of Funhouse, so we don't want what? to... Exactly. Uh, we don't want to get another debacle. Uh, lawyers were involved. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, um, nor do I. And certainly uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel were not on the Scottish tradition of Funhouse, which did not exist. No, obviously not. That would just be silly. Yes. What else happened this week? Um, I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, is it alright? It's very good. I very much enjoyed it, and it is funny. Um, and like, it shouldn't work on quite a lot of levels, but it really does. I can't muster much enthusiasm for it. I expect I'll enjoy it, but I... it's it's very good fun. Like, it's it's kind of it's not. It, I mean, I suppose it depends what you expect from it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really really cleverly done, and like it could have been really shit, and they did a really good job with it, making it into a, a, an interesting film that was fun to watch and that kind of fits into the rest of the Marvel cinematic what's-its that they're doing. Fair enough. I read uh, one of the comics sort of on the basis of seeing finding out what it was all about, and I didn't really enjoy that. But Well, I mean, I think also it depends which of the comics you read, because like, they've been like, as, as with all these things, like the continuity is so screwed up. There's been like 12 different versions of the lineup, and it's like, which one do you get, and like, who's writing it, and that's why I just don't even bother with the comic, because they just, it's so hard to actually work out, like, well, which one should I be reading of these 17 versions that are currently going? Yeah, it's... it's tricky to know but yeah I mean I, I, I dipped in read one comic and yeah it's not necessarily representative but that, I didn't particularly enjoy that and uh... I think if you, if you like the other if you like the other Marvel films I think you'll really like you'll like Guardians of the Galaxy it was really good fun um, they've already they've already announced the second one on the basis it made a fuck ton of money that's uh, a metric or imperial uh, well it's American isn't it so it's got to be imperial oh that's even better um, but yeah they uh, they like they made more money than than cents um they were expecting about 60 million, I think, total. Um, and they made nearly 100 million just in the US on the opening weekend. And that was just from Bernie Eccleston. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's just sorting out another one of those uh, cases against him. Yeah. You know, um, they had this thing where they were appointing Flavio Briatore uh, in a position of making Formula One more enjoyable. Um, I believe so. Well, I'm not quite sure how that works, but. I think they later said, well, actually, no, we're not doing that. I don't know why. Ever printed that story that we told you about? That's not happening now. But all all he needs to do is just say, right, Hamilton starts from the pit lane every race. He starts at the back of the grid, and that's a good race. That's. But I mean, the thing is, like, I think that's true. When it, like it would have been true last season with um with Vettel, 
Like, not maybe not to the same extent, but what I mean is, like, whenever you've got a car that is, or a team that's completely dominant, the best way to make it, the race is more entertaining, is to shove them at the back and force them to, like, fight their way through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hamilton is particularly good at doing it, but I think anyone where you've got a situation where you've got somebody who is normally completely dominant, but is, finds himself having to start from the pit lane, they're always, it's always going to make it interesting because you know they're at the very least they're going to overtake like three quarters of the field yeah. before they kind of then get into a fight with somebody. It's nice to watch Hamilton winning races, but I'd rather watch him start from the back and just, just go mental, get his balls out and just start driving up inside, overtaking three cars at once and stuff. That's how you make a race entertaining. Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was, it was definitely like one of the best races of the, the season just because it was entertaining to watch, whereas so many of them have just turned into a, well, who's going to win, Hamilton or Rosberg? It'll be one of them. Uh, oh, wait, no, one of them's had mechanical problems. It was the other one. And uh, now we're on the four-week break uh, where I don't really know what to do on a Sunday afternoon for uh, a month. No, well, there's kind of nothing going on, and there'll be a few sort of stories and rumours, and maybe this person will do this thing, and maybe this team will have this special thing that they'll bring to the next race. Hmm. But there won't really be anything concrete. It'll just be a bit kind of... yeah. You're just trying to fill their uh, column inches. Although the football does at least restart soonish, I think. Charity Shield, like next weekend, is it? I wonder if this is the year that I'll start liking football again. I don't know. I wonder that pretty much every August now. I don't know. Um, like I, I, I generally, I just kind of, I will watch some football, but I don't watch much football because mm. yeah, it just kind of bores me slightly. When I watch a match, I enjoy it, but I can't be bothered to go out of my way to watch it, and I don't like. It, when people talk about football, I find that particularly boring. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be interesting. There's, there's like, every team seems to have bought all the players. Southampton have sold all their players, by the looks of it, um, to all the other Premiership teams. So they're going to be playing with a, a, just a, a single player um, mm. who's going to be rush goalie and defender and midfielders and strikers. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. What else happened this week? Uh, Gaza. That's, that's just depressing. Yeah, there's no comedy in that, so maybe we'll move on. There were a bunch, I did. I don't know if you saw, but um, Google banned a bunch of games from the, um, their uh, Google Play Store because a bunch of people thought it would be a great idea to base some games on the conflict in the Middle East because, you know, that will go down well and won't upset people. Yeah, that's why we can't have nice things, isn't it? Because of, uh, Pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's all the, this, the kind of the churn-out studios that, like, every time any game comes out or any, there's any kind of event, it's like 17 studios Sort of most of them based in China immediately churn out a low budget game based on the thing that's going on or the game that's been successful or the film that's just been released. Hmm. Um, it's just they don't appear to have any tact. Has uh, so anything else happened this week? Uh, well, in the last three, I can't really remember anything. Uh, no, I've nearly finished my job, so that's nice. Well done. Yes, I've nearly I've nearly won jobs. So you. Um, you have to beat up your boss on the last day, I think. That's, yes, yeah, that's the way it works. And if I beat up my boss, then, then I win jobs. You'll have to beat up a few of his underlings first. Yeah, well, obviously, it would be too easy otherwise. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Right, well, I've got a few things to talk about. Um, the first thing is a follow-up to our question in the last episode about uh, do Satanists um, record curses on cassette tape and leave it by roads or... Am I gullible? But apparently that is a thing. There was an article on uh, on a Surrey news website about how they were doing a blessing on an M25 bridge because there were loads of cassette tapes that Satanists had done curses on. But so I couldn't I couldn't find a lot of details about it. But then I found one website which seemed to be a spoof, 
But I read through everything else on the website, and I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, okay. I always hate websites like that. It's like, this must be a spoof, but yet it seems just legitimate enough to be believable, and maybe a bit mental. Yeah, if it's a spoof, it's genius, but I think it's too subtle. And if it's real, then it's mental. So this is this guy, it's called ChristianRestoration.com, with a dash in there somewhere, and it's this guy who was a, I don't know, he was a businessman or something, and then... um he found Jesus and now he preaches and stuff and I, don't, I didn't read I skimmed it he, he's got a, a section on his website on the occult and in the occult so you've got some information about activities of the occult symbols, ministry uh, some links to some books this guy's written which I suspect is the, the real reason the website exists um, but then on the, on the update this is uh, an update on current occult activities I'll see if there's a date on this update no, but it is up to date, because otherwise it's not an update. You can't... The, the internet police would be on him, so it must be up to date. Okay. So he says, uh, Gone are the days when it was just the odd length of cursed audio or visio, uh, video cassette or videotape tied along a hedge outside a church. Bracket, so that is still much used. So there's there's your evidence. There's your smoking gun. That happens. That's uh, You get cursed audio tape. Now... Plastic bags, plastic bottles, hubcaps, mud flaps, cigarettes, broken glass, bricks, and pieces of wood are being ritually powered (brackets cursed) and then laid alongside roads with special attention, often being given to dangerous bends and roundabouts. Okay. So if you see a plastic bag in a hedge, it is almost certainly the work of Satan. So you can just curse any random object and just dump it by the side of the road, and then that causes like crashes. Yeah, according to this guy. That, that seems way too easy. <laughs> That's why I thought like, it was just a spoof. Be, everyone just be crashing non-stop. Yeah. But then he's got some pictures of examples and there's a picture of a plastic bag in a hedge and I'm going to be honest, I, I can see evil in that plastic bag. It's, you know, to to the untrained eye that would just be a plastic bag that would blown into a hedge. Uh, but no, I can see pure evil in that. Well, I mean, I suppose you could believe it, but that seems like that seems like a lot of bollocks. So what you're saying is it might be just rubbish that blew into that position? That seems fairly plausible. Well, you might think so, but it says here, an example of an occult-powered plastic bag, the deliberately planted material is normally well-affixed and unlikely to be rubbish that simply blew into that position. So I put it to you. Bullshit. So you actually have, you have to, you have to like, properly affix your cursed object to a hedge. You can't just, like leave it on the hedge. Yeah, so he says. Okay. Is there, like, an instruction manual for this? Because you wouldn't want to get it wrong, because you'd upset Satan, and that's just asking for trouble. There's next... There's a picture of the inside of somebody's car with a lot of plastic bags on the uh, footwell. Right. So I assume that's, like, the Satanmobile or something. My own home has, in the past, been the target of such material. Over one interestingly intense period of six months, we had plastic bags hung up in the front and back garden cassette tape partially buried at the bottom of our steps, strips of plastic partially buried around the house, stones set against the house, feathers stuck in walls and gravel, broken glass sprinkled around the perimeter of the garden, plastic bottles, old tennis balls, foam plastic, etc., set along the curb outside. I mean, if that's not evidence of the occult, I don't know what is. Yeah, it could just be that, like, there's a lot of rubbish in his neighbourhood. Well, I thought that, but the other day I got home and there was a plastic bottle just outside my house in the car park. Uh, so all I can assume is that I've been cursed. Um, possibly. I think the fact that it was bin day and it was recycling uh, is irrelevant. Well, yeah, I mean, that sort of stuff just doesn't happen by chance. Yeah. 
you can always find meaning in it. The other cursed objects that he has located have uh, included a rubber snake. How did you know it was cursed? Um, I don't know. Like, is there some obvious, is there some test you can perform to identify, like, how, just how cursed an object is? Well, how, how's this? They left a calling card, which was the lid of a black magic box, in the brackets, the chocolate, not actual black magic, left outside one of their meetings. I mean, that's... So, now we're saying that the Satanists work primarily in puns? <laughs> I think so, yeah. And he says it's safe to say that occult activity is greatly on the increase. I don't know, so that seems a pretty dangerous thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it says, unless it is in your home or littering your garden or footpath outside your home, there's little point in spending your life picking it up. God protects us. So, what? So, actually, none of this is relevant because you're safe anyway because God will protect you from it. Yeah. Unless it's in your house. Yeah. Well, I don't have any cursed plastic bags in my house, what I'm aware of. I, mean, I might do. Yeah, but you haven't tested every plastic bag. I'm going to have to do that now, aren't I? I've got a plastic bag here. That is probably cursed. Well, that's disconcerting. So, uh, basically, don't ever leave your home again, because there might be some rubbish, which may or may not be occult-powered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it seems that Satanists do curse not only audio tape, but also um, just rubbish. Okay, fair enough. Well, that answers that question, I think, pretty definitively. Like, you can't really argue with it. Uh, I don't know why you bother, frankly. But yeah, I mean, the guy can't be a crackpot, because uh, he's, he's written books. And he's on the internet. Like, he, he exactly, yeah. You're not allowed on the internet if you're a crackpot. Nope. You get kicked off. So anyway, I, yeah, I spent some, a lot of time reading about the occult. Yeah, I can I can see that. I'm now considered a, a, an expert. Cool. So when are you putting out your first scientific paper on occult-powered objects? I could put out a scientific paper and curse it. That would certainly prove your point. Yeah. Like, no one would be able to argue with you. But then anyone who... I, I couldn't get peer-reviewed because everyone who read it would die. Uh, yeah, it's problematic. Um, I'm not sure what you'd do about that. Unless you get some other members of the occult to peer-review your paper. Hmm. Maybe I will um, try and find uh, occult friends. That would work. Um, speaking of finding friends, how does one go about making friends with somebody? I haven't had to do it for quite a long time. But I have identified a man who I'd like to be my friend. Um, don't you like swipe them in a certain direction on Tinder? Oh, I haven't thought of that. No, I don't want to have sex with them. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I, not very good at these things. Oh, right. Because friends are easily made at school and work because you're just with people all the time. But it's uh, the the house two doors down from me that was empty for a bit has now been let to somebody and. Um, I think he could be my friend, and then I could go to the pub with him and things. So I've started a file on him, uh, which is something I do for all of my friends, and uh, I can give you some information about him, and you can uh, you can help me become friends with him. Okay. So his name is Tommy. He's uh, he's a doctor. He works in Wakefield. Okay. At a hospital. He's not a GP. He's a hospital doctor. Right. Okay. Um, and his girlfriend is called Ellen, I think. Okay. And he drives a Z4. Right. And they quite like plants. And, uh, well, that's all I know about him so far. So I need to, I think, I need to find more information out. Yes, yeah, well, I mean, that'd be a good start. So I was thinking I could uh, look through the window while he's out. Possibly. Have you, have you considered going through his bins? 
Oh, that's a good idea. The bins are at the front of the house. I could do that quite easily. Um, I believe. And um, do you have a telephoto lens? Um, no. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I don't have. But I don't have a parabolic microphone. Ah. And I don't have a newspaper with two eye holes cut in it. I'm sure you could get one of those. Or I, I could make one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's... But, the, you know, I think they're essential tools. Mm. You're going to find out something about someone. So there's a beer festival happening in the village this Saturday. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. So I've got three days uh, to convince him to go to the beer festival with me. But you can't... How do you ask another man to go to a beer festival with you without sounding like you're going to eat him or bum him or be really dull? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I presume you just say, there's a beer festival. I'm going to the beer festival. Come with me to the beer festival. We can drink beer. Yeah. But he might be teetotal. Well, actually, if he is, I don't want to be friends with him anyway. Well, let's, let's role play this, um, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, so, do you want to be me or my neighbour? Um, it's probably easier if I'm you because I know you better than I know your neighbour. Exactly. I don't want to play myself. Not this early in my career. So, <laughs> um, okay. I, I'll be the neighbour. Uh, I'm, uh, just going outside to go in my car somewhere and you are outside your house. Um, maybe cutting the grass or, so. yeah, if you could come around and cut my grass. And wait, no, what I've got you, confused. You haven't got a grass in the front of your got your house. Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. Oh, you have as well, haven't you? Yeah, I forgot about that. Call me a fucking liar talking about my grass. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. Right. It's very rude of me. All right, that's a black mark. All right, okay. Uh, action. Hello, neighbour. Um, hello. Can't remember what your what was your name. <laughs> I can't remember. It's Tommy. It's I told you this. Oh, I told you this like three days ago. I know, but I'm not. Very good with names, I apologise. Right, fine. What do you want? Oh, I was just uh, wondering if you uh, fancy going to the beer festival this weekend. What, with you? Well, I'm going down there. I just thought I'd see if you wanted to come along. Well, you're going on your own? Yes. It's beer. It's a festival. Well, how big is it? Well, it's a village festival, so I'm presuming it's not huge. Well, how many ales will they have? I don't know. I haven't read the advertising literature that thoroughly. I, I prefer lager. Will they have lagers? I presume so. You don't know a lot about this beer festival. You tra- you've got an ulterior motive. You're trying to lure me somewhere. No, I was just just wanted to have some beer. Were you looking through my window while I was sleeping last night? No, that must have been somebody else. You're fucking weird. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell my mum. End scene. Right. Uh, how did that go? I don't think we're friends. No, no. You seemed you you. Your neighbour seems very antagonistic. He does, doesn't he? Maybe I don't want to be friends with him. He seemed, he's quite aggressive, wasn't he? Also, you, you did a very poor job of planning. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the beer festival that I was no. um, trying to lure him to. So, um, right, we need to do some more research. Let me Google uh, google.com Altoff's Beer Festival What's on Guide Wakefield.gov.uk Right, I will give you some more information about the beer festival, and then uh, when my neighbour asks me, you can be prepared. So, uh, the category is food and drink. Makes sense. The times are 8 August until 9 August. Oh, it finished at 6pm. That's weird. Its location is at The Brig, and it is free. 
doesn't say anything about how many ales there are, which is something that uh, my neighbour specifically wanted to know. Um, you think that's the kind of thing you would include? You would have thought so, and it doesn't say if they sell lager, which is a good point. My neighbour made a good point because I don't. I, I prefer lager as well, but you don't really get that at beer festivals because it's sort of not the point, isn't it? Yeah, well, you don't tend to get like craft lagers. Okay, right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, do. What's the take? That's it. Let's do take two, and uh, this time I will be me, and you can be my neighbour. I am uh, just coming back from somewhere in my car, and I'm about to go into my house. Maybe I'll, maybe, well, no, you, fuck. Right, you're the neighbour, you can be just coming back from somewhere, uh, you're going into the house, maybe the reason you were a bit aggressive last time was because you were in a hurry to get somewhere. So you maybe will be a bit more relaxed this time. I finished cutting the grass and I'm uh, I finished spraying the weeds and I'm just sitting down on the new garden chair. Okay. Right. Action. All right. Hello. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Sorry, I was a bit short with you uh, earlier. I was uh, in a hurry. No, it's fair enough. I I uh, hadn't done my research, but I've done some reading of and I now know facts about the beer festival. Oh, okay. Uh, do tell. Well, uh, it is categorised by the Wakefield Council website as food and drink. Well, yes, that seems fairly obvious. Well, no, drink is obvious, but food, they might have some uh, cheese there. Okay. Uh, so maybe some, like, ale cheese. Is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. Oh. Uh, if it's a thing, it will certainly be there. Um, but maybe pork scratchings and or nuts. Right, still not really selling me on this. All right, okay. Well, what I was thinking is we could, uh, you could leave your girlfriend at home, and uh, I could leave my wife at home, and we could just go and have a a big fun lads afternoon, drinking lots of beer that we don't like that much, but it's a beer festival, so you got to. Way. Right. Yes. Okay. I might ask Mark at number two. Okay, that that would make it slightly less weird. And Paul at number four. This is this is sounding better. And Dave at number one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dave. Well, he isn't called Dave at number one, so I don't know what you're talking about. Do you even know your neighbours? No, I've only just moved in. Fucking hell. Right, I'm going to have to have a think about you. It's off. You're not coming to the beer festival with me. You're weird, and you sleep naked. I don't know that for a fact. I assume that's probably true. I certainly wasn't looking through your window last night. That's it. I'm padlocking my bins. No, please don't padlock the bins. I'm not going to look in your bins, I promise. Goodbye. Oh, end scene. That went a lot better, I thought. It still didn't work out brilliantly for you. No. Uh, but I, I feel now prepared. I have made some uh, some points. Uh, I will not inform him that I look through his window when he's asleep. Good. I think that's a wise move. Uh, I won't call uh, I won't call him out. I won't test him on his knowledge of neighbours. He made a good point. He's only been here a few days. How would he know uh, what people at number one were called? I've never even met them. So I've been here exactly. three months. So, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, maybe I'll be less aggressive. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I can do this. So uh, next time I see him, I'm going to say, "Do you want to be a festival with me? Please be my friend." That's got to got to be worth a try, hasn't it? Yeah. But the other thing I thought is, uh, how did we make friends? Well, we were like four at the time, so it's difficult to a remember and b apply that knowledge to your current situation. Yeah, but can you remember uh, what first attracted you to me? I can't remember that. Um, I, I think you were probably a child that was in the room within my eyesight. Okay, so what I should do is uh, stand near him and be a child. <laughs> you could try that, um, but what with him being an adult, it oh, yeah, might not be the best strategy. 
Okay. What would you say are the ten things you like most about me, and I will emphasise them? That that does seem like it's a bit of a an attempt to get me to say nice things about you in a on, on a recorded medium. I'm happy with that. All right, make it a bit easier. Eight things. Uh, well, obviously, um, you know, the the fact that you're you know very modest. Is it my eyes? Your eyes are fairly modest. They're sparkling, aren't they? Um, it's difficult to tell over Skype. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Right. Um, well, I think that went well, and uh, yes, that certainly is how I will go about making a new friend. Do you have anything you would like to add? Do you have any uh, potential friends that you'd like me to steer you in the direction of their love? No, most of the people who are my neighbours are elderly. Um, on the basis that we live in an area with quite a lot of elderly people around. I think that makes it easy to make friends with your neighbours because all you need to do is own biscuits. Yes. Well, they're like elderly people are just automatically friendly. Hmm. I think it just happens as you get older. You reach a certain point and you're just friends with everybody automatically. Yeah. Sort of like being at school. Well, no, not really, actually. Because do old people bully each other? I don't know. I've never been an old person. Well, I presume they do. Can't all be friends with each other. Do they like push each other over in the pension queue and stuff? That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Like if they were in a queue in the post office, one person could crouch down behind another old man, and uh, his mate could run around and push him over. But they'd break his hip. Yeah, I imagine it would be difficult to achieve at that point. Which makes it even funnier for the bully. Yeah, but also quite difficult to get somebody who is a bit frail and elderly down to actually trip the person over. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it could be someone in a wheelchair. Mm, bad work. Mm. Uh, I can't wait until I'm old. Uh, if we've got any old people listening, uh, do you bully people? Let us know. Um, at Two Star Podcast on Twitter or something, and uh, email. And fa- uh, We've got one liker on Facebook, but it's me, so that's not particularly exciting. Um, but I've uh, been on to the uh, marketing department, and they've sent us through the demographics uh, for our listenership. Oh, fantastic. So, I've got them in, here in front of me, so I can tell you about our average listener. How is he? Oh, he's alright, yeah. Uh, our average listener is uh, white and male, which is a shame, but, you know, we can diversify later. It's only episode three, so uh, it's to be expected, I think. Uh, he's 31 years of age, was born and raised in Guildford, and subsequently moved to either Birmingham or Yorkshire. So, I think that's some good data we've got there, I think. It's important to get this kind of feedback about your listeners um, so that you can better target the material to them. Mm. So what I thought is, uh, now we're on episode three, we've got the uh, the first one's always uh, always a challenge, then there's a, the tricky second album, uh, but we should be pretty much in the swing of things now, and um, I think it's fair to say we're not. Uh, so I've looked up some tips from 100 successful podcasters. Okay. No, sorry, 100 tips from successful podcasters. Right, okay, that makes that makes it a little bit less good, but right. Um, so I'll, I've, I've highlighted some, and we can discuss them. First, shave before your podcast so your stubble doesn't scratch your pop filter, unless you're a lady, in which case it's fine for your stubble to uh, scratch your pop filter. I don't have a pop filter. Oh. I, I will have to start shaving before I record the podcast, obviously. Yeah. Well, I shaved last night. Next one, carry a small notebook and pen for ideas for show topics, interview questions, notes, and sketching website layouts. Uh, I'm not quite sure about the last one, but I have a phone that lets me do those things. Yeah, exactly. Why would you carry a notebook and pen? Are they not heard of a telephone? Uh, Apparently not. Uh, 
Uh, don't have guest co-hosts calling from a wireless phone on a moving train. Well, no, why would we? Yeah. That, that seems like a lot of effort to set that up. <laughs> well, I think we should do that now. I'm actually going to be going on a train next Wednesday. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll arrange it then so we can record while yeah. you're on the train. I own a wireless phone. We can make this happen. Even though Max from uh, Max Flight from Airplane Geeks podcast tells me not to. I think, well, fuck you, Max Flight. Is that his real name? It seems unlikely it's his real name. If it is, then it's a fantastic case of nominative determinism. Mm. Well, no, you'd think he'd be a pilot, not just talking about planes. Well, not everyone can achieve their dreams. Okay. Uh, we'd like to get your listeners to send in opening bumpers like, Hi, this is John Smith, and you're listening to Podcast Name. We've got that sorted. We've got that, so you'll have heard that at the beginning of the show. Um, next one, turn off the fans and get ready to sweat. It's like, well, we don't want to turn the fans off. We've got few enough of them as it is. We want to, we want to turn them on. Not turn them on sexually, but turn them on and engage them. And uh, why, do they, why do they want us sweating? That's just filthy. Yeah. Uh, be unique as quickly as possible in your podcast opening. Don't make your opening any longer than 30 seconds. Well, I think technically we're probably still on the opening, so... Um, not going well. We could get some music off of the internet, but um, I don't want to, so not going to. Uh, share your show notes with your interviewee by sending them a PDF, which can be read by anyone in the world. Yes. Whether you send it to them or not. Yes. I think it's safe to assume that at some point, either GCHQ or the NSA will listen to what we're recording. Just playing the odds, if we record a few podcasts, they're going to listen to it, because they listen to literally everything everyone does. Yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, of course they will. Imagine if that was your job and you had to sit there and listen to us wankers babbling on. It's not a good job, is it? Mm. Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of job you get given because you've done something shit. Mm. Notify your listeners far in advance for time-sensitive items approaching, like the podcast awards. Well, I didn't know they existed. Yeah, there are. They're, they're probably called something ridiculous, like the podcasties. The poddies. Oh Jesus! Uh, when are they? Are we nominated for anything? I think we have to nominate ourselves, or someone has to nominate us. I don't think they just like go around and find people. Oh, that's a bit self-serving, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, uh, podcasting under a blanket, especially at a hotel, can reduce or remove the background noise. Yeah, but then you're podcasting under a blanket. I'm not going to go to a hotel just so I can record a podcast under a blanket. This is, this is just as stupid as setting yourself up on a train to do your podcast. What about if I was under a blanket on the train? Without any fans running. While sweating. And so I would be sweating if I was under a blanket on a train. Uh, Max Flight from Airplane Geeks pops up again and says, Treat your listeners with respect. I think he's been hurt. I think somebody disrespected him on the podcast. Well, I did. But he's not a listener. Well, he might be. If he is, then fuck you, Max Flight. Don't be shy for, about attending relevant local events as a member of the press because of your podcast. I could go to the beer festival! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly the kind of thing that gets people like a bad name. Is is basically one of those people who like turns up to like big conventions with their going. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I've got a press pass because I wrote this blog post once about this thing. I'm going to go to the Altos Beer Festival with my new friend, um, and I'm going to carry the microphone with me. I'm not going to plug it into anything. I'm just going to have the microphone, and I will say, "I am press. Give me free beer." Or I will say that you put shit in your beer. If you're going to do that, you have to wear a hat with a little piece of card and a hat band that has press on it. <laughs> and, uh, and have a, an old camera around my neck with a big flashbulb. Yep. It's not, you're not press otherwise. Yeah, and then halfway through, I'll just run out into a phone box. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so those are tips for making podcasts be good. Um, 
The other thing I think uh, we need is merchandise. Yes. Because nothing says this podcast is good like merchandise, because a bad podcast wouldn't have merchandise. So if we have merchandise, people will just assume that we're good. They have to. That's logic. So what are you thinking? T-shirts? No, like... Um, Mouse mats? Novelty lighters? Uh, we need to start small. Plush toy versions of ourselves? <laughs> that would actually be amazing. Um, those bugs that you used to get with the uh, like long ribbon for a tail. And oh, the little fluffy eyes. ball, yeah. Mm, yeah, we should get some of those. I haven't seen one of those in years. Uh, bumper stickers. Yes. They, they, they seem much more of an American thing. You don't see that many people with bumper stickers. Mm. Uh, some glossy 8x10s which we can sign. Ah, always useful. Yeah. Lego. An official two-star podcast Lego set. Well, you can submit ideas, can't you, on that, that Lego site for like new sets, and if enough people vote for them, then they make them. Is two people enough? Well, you, to start with two people, but before long, our legion of fan will be voting for them as well. We could go on Kickstarter and say that we'll make a potato salad while we record a podcast. I see that's already been done. You'd have to be something more wacky and, and far out than potato salad. Coleslaw. Sold. We've got to get that set up before the podcast goes live or somebody will steal that idea. Oh, yeah. I don't know how Kickstarter works and I have n- no desire to find out. Um, I believe they take 30% of your money. Oh, fuck them. And fuck you, Max Flight. Well, um... I've run out of things to say, and we've been going for the best part of an hour, so uh, have you got anything else you'd like to say? Um, no, although I think next time we should definitely have an agenda. Well, it's your, your chair in the next one, so it's... Well, it's yeah, I know, so it's inevitably going to be my fault when we don't. Um, but I shall I shall endeavour to, to agendarise. Yeah, I was going to write an agenda, I thought, let's just freestyle this motherfucker. Didn't really work that well, did it? No, it didn't work any less well, to be fair. That point. Right, so there's coming up is some exciting bonus content, an outtake, no, not an outtake, a deleted scene from episode two, which was deleted because I thought I, I might offend a work colleague, but he said he's fine, he, he didn't mind if we leave it in, so um, here's a thing an idiot I work with done. Bye. Bye. Okay, so um, that brings us on to any other business. Uh, I have a couple of things, unless you have anything. No, please go ahead. Well, um, I'd like to tell you about my colleague, uh, who, uh, he was late for work today. Uh, Today, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, He was late for work today because when he woke up, he thought, why don't I set my alarm? It's Saturday, I don't need that. Right. (laughs) So he got up and started cleaning his house. But it's like, it's not even like Friday. No. Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So he came in about, I don't know, like 10 or something and said, oh yeah, I thought it was Saturday. (laughs) Top excuse. So I'll tell you um, some more of this guy's antics. Uh, one that happened fairly recently was um, he announced to the office that, well, firstly, he had uh, an ear infection. He asked if anyone had any cotton buds, and no one did because we work in an office where we make software. Why would we have cotton buds? But anyway, he, he went out to a pharmacy, got some, came back because he had this infection or something. Um, a little while later, he announced, I have to go to hospital. I've got the end of a cotton bud stuck somewhere <laughs> oh, in my ear. God. So he'd, he'd put it in, uh, the stick had come out, the cotton wool had not. Uh, he couldn't get it out, uh, so he went away and there you go. Right. So eventually he came back and we said to him, you know you're not meant to put them in your ear at all. You're, you're meant to sort of clean around the outside, they're not meant to go into the ear. He said, yeah, they said that at A&E last time I did this. <laughs> oh, so... I think he's 
unfortunately, he he will be leaving the company uh, within the next month or two. Um, <laughs> not by his own choice, not yeah. because he's uh, put cotton buds in stuff he shouldn't. But um, yeah, that, he could have been a good source of uh, material for this podcast. I think maybe I'll just start following him. 